I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Erica Flaherty is on the air now. Hey, welcome back to Seven Fifty-five is real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for the Athletic, and uh, we got a very special guest today, Eric O'Flaherty, my regular co-host. Eric, what's going on, dude? Not me. I'm not the special guest. No, you're not I'm the good, special though. guest. You're just a normal guest. But how about uh, how about our special guest today? Mike Soroka has agreed Pretty to come cool. on with us. What's, What's up, Mike? Welcome, Thank Mike. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for agreeing to do this, man. And in your honor, Neil Young, man, Canada. Let's go. Very nice. Very nice. As I, I wore my band T-shirt. I knew you guys appreciated. it. What do you got? Oh, yeah, Some yeah. The there you go. Band. All right. Time down. All right. So. Well, um, Listen, man, I don't even know where to begin with you, but let's just ask. I know everybody's wanting to know. The big question is, how do you feel? Where are you? And how soon are you going to be back, do you think? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm close. I'm, uh, we're just finishing up some last things to be an athlete again. I think that's one thing we want to make sure we hammered down this time around um, was instead of trying to marry the two together, and you know, the build-up process and all that, um, yeah. really just finish finish rehab finish being an athlete and then get back to baseball uh, i think obviously with my limiting innings going to be this year it was going to be you know hopefully sub 100 anyways there's uh-huh. no real rush you know to get back in in may um you know it just wasn't there's no point so um i think it took it took me a while to kind of just settle into that and settle into just taking it you know two weeks at a time I think that's yeah. kind of what we, what we were able to do is say, what do our next two yeah. weeks look like and go from there? Um, yeah, it's paid off. I, I'm, I'm really excited about how I feel. I feel bouncy again. I feel, I feel springy. I'm starting to feel like the athlete I was a long time ago. Uh, well, I mean, two years ago. So it's, uh, it's getting close and, and I can't wait. And we're, we're going to head down to Florida pretty soon here and then start seeing some hitters. And, uh, you know, once we wrap up with all our, Fueling development, all of our, uh, you know, change of direction, running stuff. Um, then we'll start about, think about starting assignment and building up. If it had been the first time you did this, could you, you mentioned May, could you have been back uh, earlier? You think that, or you guys are being extra cautious this time? Yeah. Rightfully so. so. We, could have, we could have pushed a couple timelines and kind of moved along. Um you know, it's still definitely been like the last couple months that I've seen huge gains in, uh-huh. in how I felt and, and strength gains. Um, you know, just allowing me that much more time to take the rest and really just get back to, to, to being me. I think that's the most important part. I think some guys, and honestly, I might have found out the hard way the first time had it, had it even worked out, was that, you know, you rush it back a little too soon and, and you miss out and you cut a couple corners in some other places. Yeah, uh, that's not that's not what we're interested in. Um, we're going to get back out there. And, you know, I'm excited because everything feels good. Everything feels like it should. It's it's coming out well. Um, yeah, 
it's just a matter of time now. Matt, what can you what can you tell people about? Because I, I talk to other athletes, other other baseball players who've been through Tommy John and all that, and they even they they find it almost incomprehensible how you can remain so mm. positive and so upbeat going through two straight years of this and getting injured again before you even make it back. What about uh, what about uh, your your uh, personality or your background has allowed you to do that to remain strong through all this? And how tough has it been, man, mentally? Yeah, tough. But, I mean, easily the toughest thing in professional sports I've ever been through, right? I mean, Eric knows he's 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 been through it. And, um, you know, I, I would say if this was my first injury, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been like this. Um, you know, being injured before is when you first start to kind of those feelings hit you, and and you realize how replaceable you are in this sport. You know, I, yeah. I think that's the number one thing that a lot, a lot of guys are prepared to deal with is. You know, when you're done, that's it. They Nobody cares. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Yeah. It's very giving and you know what? Rightfully so. I mean, we're we're the best in the world of what we do, and there's always gonna be another one, especially in, in a day where I think guys are are doing more of what they can to, to be the best they could be. Um, you know, it, it's pretty it's pretty quick. That turnover happens real fast and, and I feel like having acquainted myself with that feeling first, uh, you know, in 18 with that small shoulder issue and right. kind of, kind of learning that really probably helped me along in this one. Um, yeah. but I, mean, I think it just comes down to not having a choice. You know, you, right. you, you if you want it, you don't have a choice, but to put one foot in front of, yeah. in front of the other, other every day. Right. It's not, if you want this one to work out, especially the second time, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It was yeah. obviously even after the clean out was like, all right, you're starting to get a lot of time off your feet here. And yeah. you know, this is, this is it, you know, this has got to work. You got to do this the right way. And, and I feel like, you know, that's the best time to kind of bury yourself in your work. And, you know, I've, I've been, I've been distant to, to some people over the last couple of years without a doubt, but I mean, it's because, you know, I've basically, put myself away and, and done what I need to do on a daily basis to, to make sure to give myself the best chance to be better tomorrow. Uh, it's, it's paying off and I'm going to continue to do that until, uh, you know, I'm better than I was before. Yeah. That, that thing you said about, you know, everybody moving on without you and learning to accept that the, the day after I had Tommy John, Eddie Perez walks by me in a hallway and he just whispers, you're dead. <laughs> I mean, he is like the, the, the worst at that type of thing, but he said that to me and it was like, it made it clear, but what you're talking about, you know, for me, the biggest struggle was just getting through the redundance of it and not feeling like a part of the team. How are you handling like the doubt and, and everything in, in your own head and staying positive and keeping pushing through it, um, with such a good attitude? Cause everything I've heard you say has been so positive. And are you like that when you're by yourself or do you have your battles? Oh, no. I mean, I mean, when it, when I re-ruptured, I mean, that was, that was, you know, a moment that was the most scared I've been in, in my entire yeah. life. Um, and, you know, we got on that, I got a phone with surgeon right away. And, you know, he said, you know, we're going to fix you up. You're going to, you're going to go at it. You got a lot of work to do, but you know, I believe in you. We've done this before and Jake Berger and, um, you know, honestly, I, I've said this. I've said this before, and I, I've—I don't know if I've actually mentioned it to him directly. But the best, 
conversation that I had, um, although obviously I've said it again, my dad's been my biggest supporter and, and right. reason I've been able to do a lot of this, but um, the best conversation I had was with Alex Anthopoulos. Um, you know, I was in the cages all alone uh, the day I, I re-ruptured and I was kind of just on the phone making calls and uh, he was the best conversation that I had that day. Um, you know, cause he see, he laid it out for me again, kind of like Eddie did for you. It was like, you know, this is reality. Uh, this yeah. is what's happening. And, um, you know, he basically said that, you know, a lot of other people I, I don't believe would come through this. He says, but I believe in you. And, um, you know, obviously you're going to lose some money in arbitration. You're not going to be able to help yeah. us out the rest of this year. And, uh, that's reality, but I believe you're going to be the same pitcher you were, uh, previously, it's just going to take you a couple more years. And, um, you know, that, that was really comforting to hear because, I mean, really the next four weeks, I guess until I got out of the cast and I, and I kind of saw the new repair, I saw how everything felt. And it was, that's when, you know, every couple of weeks doubt started to, to leave my yeah. mind. Uh, really, honestly, it wasn't until spring training this year when things really started to pick up for me. Um, it's, it's such a long rehab. Um, you know, I didn't realize it when it first happened, how firm the rehab is for about five or six months. Like it's, you know, you're battling to walk for two to three of those months once you're out of the boot. Um, and it's just kind of, you know, it, it takes time. And, and I think personally, <laughs> it, it fit my personality. Okay. Because, I guess I, I would say I'm, I'm I'm not an addictive personality, but I'm, I am somewhat obsessive. I would say right. I, that's I, the I most important. Just, uh, I don't mind the monotony of a lot of things. You know, right. it's it's okay. Biggest I'll, challenge. I'll sit here for hours and play guitar, and uh, on my own, I'll, I'll sit there and do calf raises for hours. It's the same thing. So, um, you know, I know at times we've had to pull it in a little bit and, and learn how to take breaks, but you know, it's, it's what it is. It's, it's why I'm here today. And, um, you continue to do so. Yeah. But with the Achilles, it's not like say Tommy John is different for a position player and a pitcher, a position player can come back a few months earlier, some tough guys or somebody at the end of their career who not is not so worried about the ramifications might come back a little sooner from Tommy John, like Chipper came back from uh, the knee surgery a little sooner than he would have younger. It didn't even rehab it. Right. With the Achilles, You really have to do, like you said, it's firm. Whether you're, whoever you are, you've got to do those first five months and get to this point before you can really start to use all your athleticism and toughness or whatever. You can't shortcut any of those first months, right? No, and, and, you know, I think the other thing, too, that this second time around we're dealing with, you know, a ton of atrophy. You've been off your foot for so so long, and um, neurologically things aren't working the same either, and, Right. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of blood flow restriction stuff is is are things we use, and you know, it was twice oh, a day painful. for it was twice a day for six months. That's, that's you, blood flow restriction is it, it 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 burns more than any exercise I've ever done in my life. Can you explain, explain that. that, Mike? What it is? Yeah. So you know, <laughs> it's funny enough. I think I've heard Pete Cicinelli talk about uh, Eric using. Uh, talking about methods with the BFR before. And, and um, I mean, what it is, is basically it, it finds, it takes your blood pressure and then it basically tells you, 
which occlusion to use. So you use about 80%. So you're like a tourniquet. You're, you're tricking your muscle into thinking that it's working harder than it is. So in situations where you have a new repair, whether it's ligament, tendon, muscle repair, it, you're getting the response of working it hard. Say you're doing like heavy squats, whatever it is, calf raises, uh-huh. but I'm only using a, a small band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Without the risk of the load. So it's that's what uh, Dwight Howard used to get his knees back. Uh, but it, yeah, it's it's one of the most impressive things that they've come up with. I can't believe you're doing that twice a day. We did, and then and then after a certain point, once the repair was like, all right, it's solid, we're good. Now we start loading it up. Nice. Now we do weighted calf raises, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, so I said, I said as long as you're eating enough protein. Um, yeah. and you're sleeping enough twice a day we'll be we'll be just fine and and you know get after it it's 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 the only reason that that your best chance after an achilles is is to redevelop yeah. strength, right it's, and you do it 12 times a day if you had to right yeah i mean like you sit there and, and yeah just rotate yeah. i mean that's that's yeah. exactly what i kind of mentioned earlier is you get to a certain point where if that's what you want yeah that's what you got to do right so it's i never understood you know if i was later in my career i I probably would have understood it a little more when people people would ask me you know are are you done is your career done i'm like (laughs) you know like like hell no i'm 23 years old man exactly and and that's that was part of it but the other part of it is like look like it doesn't change the fact that i still have achilles to rehab i'm still going to have to do six months of rehab Right, be a regular person. So yeah, why might as well do it the whole thing? Yeah, it was it was kind of like this is this is me. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. And obviously, I had a team. Very lucky to have a team that stood by that. And right, that are are you know cheering me on to, to get through it. Um, you know, I will say it also helped to have Ronald around. Selfishly, obviously, I wish he was on the field. But um, yeah, we were going to go through. You working out with you? Yeah, we were in a similar boat last year. Um, yeah. Obviously, watching the team win the World Series was was amazing, but at the same time, you want to be out there. So yeah, it yeah. is. Did you watch with him at all? Uh, yeah, and then we stayed around for once they were getting the playoff games. We'd stick around, and right? Um, we still had to get our work done before the rest of the team when we were in Atlanta, especially with COVID last year still kind of having right. stuff. Where'd you watch the games in the clubhouse? Um, you know, we stuck around for a couple games, usually, yeah, a few clubhouse or in, uh, you know, I live six minutes away now, so I'm home and obviously Ron- Ronald had a, had a newborn at the time too, or, or pretty close to newborn. Yeah. So, um, but no, once, once the team got to playoffs, we, you know, we were around quite a bit more and we're lucky enough to be able to travel as well, but kind of sharing that experience is it's sort of the same thing. You, you kind of grapple with mm-hmm. some feelings of, yeah, you know, you're proud, you're, yeah. You're happy, but at the same time, there is, yeah, there's absolutely some sort of jealousy and yeah, why can't I be out there? I should be out there, you know? Yeah. That had to have helped. Like you said, I mean, here is arguably the best two prospects that have come through the Braves organization in the last 10 years or more. And you guys had to be sitting there going, can you believe this shit? We're sitting here and they're in the World Series. Well, everybody's been aiming for for so long and we're watching. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that'd be tough. We we both, I think when we came up in 18, um, you know, and and the way that they honestly did the whole rebuild, starting with copy and and it was like, 
you know, if, if we win a world series, it's going to be between 2019 and 2023, I think they said, uh-huh. and you guys are going to be a big part of it. And so it was yeah. like, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Good plan. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was just, um, it, yeah, it was something that I think was tough to deal with, even tougher for me in 2020 when obviously I got left behind and they went right. to the in Texas. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's still at the end of the day, you're still a part of a team that did something incredible and you're still, you know, you could be heard on a, on a shitty team or on, you know, you could be heard in the minor leagues, you could be heard in college. Yeah. yeah. Um, so out of, out of all the places to be heard, I'm, I'm glad I was on a World Series team. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I guess there are teams where if you had this injury, because no one's, I mean, let's be honest, no one's ever come back from this specific thing to pitch again. But did, uh, there are probably some teams that would have done the bare minimum that they were required to do for you, which is pay for your rehab or whatever, but not been there so supportive all the time, gone to arbitration with you, guarantee you when you come back, we're here for you. They would there are some teams that might not have done all that for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think definitely. Did you know did they I mean, did they communicate we're we're you know, we're gonna tender you again after the second time or I mean what was what was that situation like? Because that's, I mean, you know, you don't want to admit it, but that's a big deal. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, it kind of came back to that conversation I had with Alex uh, the day I re-ruptured. And, um, you know, and we we actually almost re-signed our, our, our contract last July. It was last July, August. The only reason we didn't was because the CBA was coming up and we wanted to wait and see what was going on there. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, no, I mean, Obviously, that's that's an incredible thing to just be able to take a deep breath and know that you know I'll be able to work through next year. But at the at the same time, honestly, we thought about it, and, and you know, even looking back on it, sure, it might have been you know a risky thought, but you know, they non-tender me, and and I get in a place where I get to rehab and take my time and showcase that I'm healthy, <laughs> and at the end of the day, I'd be a free agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At yeah. 24 years old, looking, you know, I can, I can, I can see where my chances are out of there, and, and that's something where I, I'm comfortable betting on myself in, in that scenario. And um, yeah, I, that that was another one that we kind of talked about as a possibility. But um, no, it's at the end of the day, it's still great to have have that confidence in me. 
um, know that they're going to they're gonna stick around. And we even talked about it this spring training again. It was, uh, he was very blunt with it, and it was good. I'm, I'm glad it is that way. So, um, again, very fortunate. When, when you had that conversation with Alex, you were obviously here because you got hurt walking into the clubhouse. Uh, he, I don't think he was on that trip with us in Cincinnati. Was he here with you? Were you talking to him at the at, or was it on the phone? No, I was on the phone. Yeah, I was okay. on the phone. Uh, he may have. Yeah, he may have been here, but right, yeah, he was on the phone. And, and he uh, may have been in Cincinnati. I don't even remember. I think he might have been actually. I think it might have been the trip where his wife and kid were driving up to Cincinnati because flights were red or something. Anyway. Um, now, I said no pitchers have ever come back from this. You mentioned Jake Berger with the, the Chicago White Sox third base prospect. He's back playing in the majors this year after doing it twice. Not only did he do it twice, he did it the second time, like within three months of the first tear, which I can't even imagine that. But he had to go through a lot of stuff for a couple of years. And then he had the COVID year that he also missed because the minor league season got banged. So uh, you you said you've talked to him quite a few times, right? Because you had the same – he. The, uh, Anderson, Dr. Anderson did his surgery, the second one. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. He, um, uh, we were, we were still quite different in how it all happened. Obviously, right. You mentioned his, his, uh, was, you know, three months in and right from the get go, this was, yeah, it just, something just really didn't work. Uh-huh. Um, whereas for some reason the, the sutures held for mine and it's probably essentially what was holding mine together was that the repair didn't take, but the sutures were so good that what was holding it until activity climbed to a point wow. where it was like, you know, this isn't it anymore. But um, no, I mean, he would have had to deal with honestly probably more battles with atrophy because at that, at that three month mark, you're just kind of starting to get into more, you know, real exercise that the muscles yeah. actually start to show up again. So um, yeah, I know he had to deal with a lot, a lot different battles than I did. Um, you know, and also had an issue, I think once he even came back in the, in the Arizona fall league, um, you know, so, so having him to just talk to and, and yeah. say that like, look, like, you know, it's going to feel different. It's going to get to a point where it feels good, but it feels different. Um, mm-hmm. and then after, you know, X amount of time, it's just going to kind of, you know, figure itself out. Uh, it's, I mean, it's been great, honestly, right, right. When that happened, that was another thing Alex and I talked about was that, you know, we, we looked up Jake and I think Jake was above average runner, you know, and, and right, he's, right. He's, a, he's a big dude. Right. Um, so I was like, all right. Yeah. You know, I don't need to be fast. <laughs> Just need to get people out. Yeah. And, and let's go. So, uh, so yeah. when you did this the first time, were you living in a place that had stairs? And if you did were, did you stay there or did you go in a place with one story during this whole rehab? <laughs> so, yeah, when I first did it, I was in a town home over in Smyrna, and, and yeah, I had to deal with those. And thankfully, my left leg is pretty good, so I was kind of jumping up and downstairs. But yeah, um, yeah, the I moved actually right near the end of my rehab, and I moved into a, a new build, new town home. And on the build, I basically you know had the opportunity to put in an elevator for resale, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll probably never use it. There you go. <laughs> and then, uh, like yeah. he was like, yeah, two months later, I'm, I'm using it every day. So. <laughs> Wearing it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I said, no, no, nobody had come back from this, but at the same time, the technology is so different. Yeah. And what you just talked about, you guys talked about, which I wasn't even aware of, but the technology obviously is like every technology in other medical areas is so much more advanced. So 
you might be the first pitcher to come back from it, but probably won't be the last. I mean, right. It's different now than comparing it to say, if somebody had done this 15 years ago. Yeah, I think so. And I I think they just didn't know how hard they could push it also, you know, and that's part of it. But I mean, the other part is it just doesn't happen that often. So I think that's the first thing is that you see it's like, you know, you're, you're struggling to find similar cases, but um, yeah, I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I, I know, you know, I can give a, a huge shout out to the guys at, uh, at Evo in, um, in Phoenix that work with the ARP wave, which I know Eric might know a little bit about. Um, you know, the ARP wave therapy is, has been really, really important for me neurologically and honestly waking, waking everything up down there again. Uh, yeah. That was a big one. Uh, and obviously the staff that I worked under in Green Bay uh, under my surgeon um, Carrie Stella and Nick Winkler, I, I, you know, if, if they don't get mentioned, it'd be a mistake because, you know, they were the ones that were able to kind of push me through this and show me, you know, the updated research, everything that we needed to do to, to move past it. And, um, yeah, there's, there's so much that we can, we can do. That's why I kept kind of going back to Green Bay. I was even there, you know, three, three, four weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, retesting, um, they kind of are able to, to use some other things to, to see where I'm at and what I need to move forward. Um, yeah, it would definitely without all their help would have taken a lot longer and you know, I might not have been the same. When, when you did this and the first, when, when we first reported that you were getting surgery down in green Bay with that. And then of course, when it didn't go as planned, people were like, what kind of great doctors in Green Bay? Why did he go to Green Bay? I tried to explain to people, this guy was based in Charlotte before. This guy works with athletes, professional athletes. They went to Green Bay because they recruited him. It's like a world-class clinic there. And this guy's recognized as the best or one of the best in the world at what he does. And the list of athletes who has gone to him. So, uh, but talk, talk a little bit about that and who this guy is and, uh, and what kind of setup they have in Green Bay. Yeah, I mean... Look, Dr. Anderson, I believe, started his career um, closely with Dr. McKenzie, who's the head doctor for the Green Bay Packers. Packers. And just kind of how it started working out was that I think Dr. McKenzie started sending all the foot and ankle guys to Dr. Anderson, and that's kind of how he got his name, Right, was as the foot and ankle guy. So, um, you know, obviously most recently he he did Kevin Durant's um, Achilles and he came back to win an MVP. Um, he's known for being pretty conservative as well, which is something that we wanted and yeah. uh, wanted to make sure that we did this right. And, yeah. Um, we knew right from the get-go when we started having issues that this wasn't a procedure issue. It wasn't, it wasn't that something happened. It was more or less what didn't happen with the repair for reasons we might never know. Might have yeah, been right. a reaction, might have been, you know, we just, we just don't know. So um, that's why the, the second time he said, you know, screw it. I'm going in, I'm going old school. Um, we're going to open you right up. I'm going to clean away all the bad tissue. We're going to take out everything in there that doesn't look like it should be there. We're going to put both, both solid ends back together. And, you know, we're going to uh, reinforce it with a hamstring tendon, not mine. It was a, it was a graft. Um, you know, we're going to make sure that this thing is, is solid and it it is. And that's, it's a good thing. Um, I took that from a cadaver, a hamstring. Yeah, correct. Um, so, I mean, this again, right from the get goes, 
night and day. So, um, so the way they reinforced it, you might not be able to uh, run the hundred yard dash with this new thing, but it's not going to pop. I mean, that's the important thing, right? And you can do what you need to do as a pitcher without worrying about it. The way he did it was is is to to strengthen it so that you can do what you need to do and not have to worry about this thing happening again. Yeah, I think I think that's part of it. I think you know, honestly, would have said I would have agreed, and and you know, two months ago, but. Honestly, where I'm at right now, and I'm running pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't see. I, I think in a, in a few months I'll feel like, you know, I'll feel like like playing hockey. A long time ago, yeah. It, it, <laughs> the thing with a with a really solid repair is for a long time it's it's stiff. You know, it's super right, it, right. It's super tight. I can only imagine. But that's that's how it learns how to actually bounce back again. Because that's the harder part mm-hmm. is that people stretch it out. Um, I think it's called the kind of a Dan Marino syndrome or whatever you, whatever you like to call it. Where it's stretched out too early and then it has no elasticity. And then you're right. then you're ah. in big big problems if you're in a speed sport. Um, so I think you know a really solid repair can only be good. It's just it's just a matter of there being more substance back there. But um, you know I had a big enough ankle where I think we had some room to to work. Hey? Been known for having thick ankles before. <laughs> Have you had a moment where, you know, you you went to do something that that's been bothering you or, or hasn't felt the same? Have you had a moment where you're like, "Wow, this feels really good today," or a day, and you're thinking, "All right, I think I got this. I'm going to be all right." Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know. I again in spring training, I kind of mentioned earlier. Spring training was when a lot of doubt kind of yeah. left me and. I started sleeping better. I started all that stuff was better. I started eating again, eating, eating like I, you know, can. but, um, you know, it's once I started throwing and not noticing it throwing, I was like, okay, I can do my job. Now let's, now let's go ahead and be an athlete. Uh, and honestly, probably about a, about a month ago, three weeks, month ago, when I started to really be able to hop on that one, just that leg again was like, all right, you know, it's yeah. um, it, it took a while. It took honestly three three months of kind of trying it again every week, and it just and it's not there. It just feels like one day it is. Ankle was just taking too much, and it just wasn't getting help yet. And then all of a sudden, it was like, all right, you know, that's a good feeling. Yeah. How about that? How about that mental feeling of being able to do that? When do you get past that mental that mental the fear of uh, hopping on that or whatever? Did you do it so, or was it so incremental that? You never really have that. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's. It, I, Eric would know this too. It's it's not necessarily a fear that you recognize is there. That's the weird part about it. Is it doesn't. Yeah. You're not actually scared for something to happen. Like I'm doing something, and I'm like, you know, I'm not actually scared to plant my foot and push. Right. But I'm just neurologically, it's just not happening. So you almost yeah. gotta over to make yeah. it happen. Um, uh-huh. So I think honestly, just. This last couple months, basically pre-tension pushing. So you, you basically start to push before you hit the ground so that when you hit the ground, you sprint yeah. back out of the thing. Yeah. Um, I think that's that was the thing that probably was the weirdest. Um, but um, no, I mean, it, again, every time I went to Green Bay, they had new challenges for me and, you know, stuff where I kind of looked at them. I was like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, yeah, promise. You know, one of the big things is when you're so tight, 
and your shin can't move in front of your foot like this, right? When you're walking. Uh-huh. You're basically going to come into neutral and you get you know, to pick your foot up. And it was like, all right, you know, step through, let, let the weight fall forward over your foot. Yeah. It's like, mm, I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. That, but, that's how plyos were for me. The plyometric throws, you know, you start throwing off a trampoline and catching it and they tell you to, you know, just, it's like a, a one pound ball, you know, it's heavy and they're telling you to throw it and you just, you can't, I couldn't get myself to relax into the throat. You know, I catch it stiff and just bring my shoulder back and push it down and you get over that hurdle and you don't trust it. And then you relax and it doesn't hurt. And you're kind of almost expecting it to hurt or not really fire the right way. And then it does. And it's like, Oh shit. Okay. This might be all right. Yeah. That's funny. You mentioned Dan Moreno. I was covering the dolphins in 93 when he tore his Achilles and he came back and he was at the towards the end of his career too and he was never a mobile quarterback obviously he had you know a unbelievable bazooka of a of an arm and that released the quickest of all time probably so and Dan was not the type that's going to get it. He's kind of like Chipper at the end of his career. He's not going to do all that rehab and everything. Dan was. <laughs> he wanted to come back and keep going. He had the streak of like 145 starts that was broken by that. But when he came back, noticeable limp. And Nike had to make him a, uh, a high top that was double high top. It was so high that it had two Nike stripes on each side, literally. And it, too, it was like another high top on top of that one. I mean, he could barely run at all, but he was still good because he was <laughs> he was such an incredible passer, and he had this sixth sense that he could feel a pass rusher behind him and literally duck his shoulder and miss a guy flying by him. So, but anyway, I understand now. It's the first time I've heard that Dan Marino syndrome, but he never had that mobility again after he came back. And and I'm glad you explained that what had happened. Yeah, that's interesting. It, that's definitely that's a feeling that I, I have no. Have no interest in feeling. Um, right. right. Yeah, for us, the first time when we first started feeling things, just and thinking things just weren't right, was when I, you know, tweaked my shoulder at the end of camp there, or I think it was my first my first rehab start in Gwinnett um, at the campsite there because it was still just the, the taxi squad campsite, but um, it was just like you know I was. Uh, I was working to compensate in, in other ways to throw hard mm-hmm. and get it out of my hand. And we basically backtracked and we're like, okay, it's just, you know, something not working properly down there to actually push force through. Mm-hmm. Um, already, like, again, when I stopped feeling it on the mound and, and yeah, it, it's night and day. Guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So you're you're back feeling now like yourself on the mount. So it must make you that must make you so happy knowing that even while people out there still might doubt that you're going to be what you were inside, you know how you feel and you know you feel different than you yeah, did when you came. That's back all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, that that is all that matters. And I think the the cool part about that is that 
you know, physically things came back really quick. Um, you know, at the point now where I'm like, all right, you know, let's, let's They're not to slow you down. Let's not rush this and let's not waste bullets before I get into games that matter. But, um, you know, I still think that the biggest thing for me going forward over the next month or two is going to be, you know, nailing down command again. And that's, that's the one thing is that everything yeah. is awesome and is working great. It's just going to be a matter of like, you know, you forget how fine of a spot yeah. you're really trying to yeah. hit. Um, you know, and it could, could nail a spot on the line, but, you know, if I, if I can just throw to one side of the plate, it seems good in the bullpen, but right. no, moving forward, you miss that down in the way spot up six inches and that falls into yeah. line driving gap. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's where I think that's going to be the biggest thing for me over the next month or two. You're a, you're yeah, a how's big your guy. stuff feel? You, you feel like you're, you're able to manipulate the ball and, and, and sink it and, and throw your slider and everything. Like, you're playing that game now, which is fun. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, um, you know, I've always been pretty quick to get my arm speed back. And that's usually something that I honestly had to learn over the last couple of years was to really pull the reins in in my offseason throwing to let volume catch up to arm yeah. speed. Um, you know, I think, again, right now it'll be nice once we start getting the lives. That way my sides, instead of, you know, budgeting, all right, I got, you know, 30 pitches to work on, I think 40 on Friday. But I want to make sure I get X amount of each pitch in. Um, once we start seeing lives, seeing hitters, then, it can, then you can do the stuff in bullpens where you say, all right, yeah. my changeup wasn't good two days ago. I'm going to rotate. I'm going to throw a fastball changeup, fastball changeup, fastball changeup. Go yep. like you know, I feel what I want to feel. So, um, yeah, we're, we're there. And, and again, that's just part of being an athlete again and, and getting able to to do some of that stuff. I can actually make those adjustments on the mound. So, yeah. You're a pretty big guy, man. Did you, uh, you've had all this time to do upper body stuff and everything. Did you have to kind of rein it in and make sure you didn't do too much of that to kind of, I got this time and I can get bigger, you know, cause obviously as a pitcher, you don't want to get too big. No, you don't want to, you don't want to get too. You don't want to get too overactive, I guess I would say. Like size, size doesn't seem to matter as much as as getting bound down. And I think when you work out uh-huh. a certain way for too long, you uh-huh. train, you train your body out of what it's supposed to do. Uh-huh. Um, it's not necessarily a matter of getting too strong or too big. It's more on the lines of training the wrong way, and I think that's where. You know, for a while, for for honestly, my mental health to be able to just get in there and lift was yeah. great. But at a certain point, we're like, all right, done with that. I think they gave me about six weeks to do what I wanted when I was like, I was like month like two through four. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. You know, go have fun. Get strong, whatever, and, and get back into it. But um, yeah, I think that's another thing that, that some people have helped me with this offseason is, is learning how to actually train like an athlete up top you know we always know you can always sprint you can do stuff like that to be an athlete on lower body but up top is some up, up top up top is something we've never really been taught to yeah. do it's like you know arm care arm care arm care yeah you know maybe do some push-ups and some some things like that but now it's you know i understand how to keep everything open open stable strong quick uh and i'm starting to feel what that's supposed to feel like. So it's nice. I think I'm always going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to probably gain size. I think 
you know, just talking to my dad, it's, it's the same thing. You get to like 24, we've already seen on us in the last six months, I've just kind of gotten bigger mm-hmm. as it is. And so yeah, I noticed that. You, I mean, you just kind of fill out, right? And that's where right. yeah. you know, hopefully I show back up and I left, I left the big league still kind of a, a kid and come back as, as closer to a man. That'd be great. <laughs> so you might shock some people and come back and be better than ever at not, not, not immediately, but in the not too distant future. Yeah. I, I don't see why not. You know, I, you see the, that's awesome. He's like, this is what we talked about yesterday was, was getting to watch like Max and Ian get to work yeah. on their craft every single day. And I think that's where, you know, physically Max, I think is still getting better. Uh, yeah. You know, he's still seeing, seeing gains when he goes into the off season. He was, he was a later grower. He's sort of the same thing. Oh yeah. He's yeah. got room, room to move into, but um, his biggest gains the last two years have been, you know, craft, his consistency, yeah. breaking ball consistency, you know, I knock on yeah. wood. Most days he pretty much has the same repertoire most days. Yeah. Some pitches might be better than others, but over the last couple of years, he's been able to kind of take them out and you know what you're going to get. Um, and that's, I think the step that, you know, I need to make to, to move into that category of elite. And I, yeah. While you're seeing him do it, it's because you can, you can bank on seeing, you know, five plus pitches every night. It's getting fun to yeah. watch. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's again, what's really going to move me forward, but, you know, we're doing as much as we can. And I, I got a chance to learn a ton, especially this last rehab about some mechanical adjustments some things that, you know, could be really beneficial and, you know, things that were probably hurting me in the past and I just didn't know it. Um, so I'm excited to, to kind of get going on those things and, and put those to use. Well, I've kept you longer than I said I would, but just a couple of quick things. What have you thought? What have you thought of, uh, well, Kyle Wright's improvement. I mean, since you got hurt, yeah. this guy's come so far in this, just this year. Oh, uh, I mean, we can say this now and we always knew, we always knew it was in there. Right? Yeah. We, always, yeah. we saw it. You watch him throw bullpens. He's a fifth overall pick. You you knew yeah. there was just a matter of something small, um, and honestly, you'd have to talk to Kyle about exactly what he thinks that adjustment was. But I'm I'm big on the mental game, yeah, in the big leagues. I think it's it's a different. It's everything. It's a different beast when you get in. You go back to the minor leagues, and the game don't feel real. You know, yeah. they feel like exhibition games now because yeah. you got a taste of what you know, the big times are. And, and that's where I think, you know, it was really hard. Um, I think for a lot of guys, when you come up and the, and the team's really good and you have to be good right away. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's where yeah. I think Kyle finally probably settled into, you know, just being him. I think he went back and he, he changed his pitch mix a little bit, started yeah. more curveballs, went back to the sinker more. Cause right. that's who, who he wanted, who he's bought him to be. Right. Um, I, I've, I've had, I've had a lot of fun watching him playing catch with him, you know, for a lot of years. And that's why you knew that it was just a matter of time. And, and you wonder with some guys and Tuki's in the exact same boat yep. where, you know, if you're, if you're managing that team, 
you feel like the second you pass up on them, they're going to find yeah. you with another team and they're right. going to be like, like you right. see examples like Jake Arietta. Yep. You know, you know that one day they're going to figure something out, figure out consistency and they're going to be exactly what you knew they were going to be. It just, you know, not, not today, you know, it's yeah. kind of, so that's yeah. been really fun to, to watch Kyle and just see the relief. I can see, you can see the relief in him that, you know, he's comfortable in his skin. He's comfortable doing what he needs to do. And um, that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. That's why people don't, teams don't give up like on Kyle Wright. And when a lot of people thought they should have just moved on from him, Tuki Toussaint's the same way. A lot of people think now they should move on from him. Sure enough, you do that. And he talks to somebody or something clicks for him. Like Eric talked about all the time. All it takes is one the right thing, thing from the right person tells you the right thing. And you're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Tukey is the guy that they thought he could be. So you don't want to put all this work into a guy and invest all this time and, you know, and vice versa. And then he goes somewhere else and comes to fruition. Absolutely. But, I think, uh, and honestly, I think Max was in that same boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You go back and you ask Max where he was in 2018 with yeah. the team. The team kind of had him in, in limbo a little bit. He was down double A. And and he 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 worked, you know, to his credit. He kind of put it behind him. He said, All right, you know, screw it. I'm gonna go out there like it's a showcase. I'm gonna pitch for twenty nine other teams and go be me. I'm gonna I'm gonna put everything on the line every pitch. And you know, he started to figure it out. And then we saw nineteen and then the last couple of years, like we already talked about, yeah. Um, seeing what he's been able to to learn every single year. Um, you know, again, exactly what people thought he could be or would be right. When the Padres had him when they drafted him, that's what they thought. Yeah. Is Kyle one of those guys um, when you watch him throw a bullpen, you're scratching your head at how he could ever give up a run. You know, that's how Charlie Morton was for me early in his career. And it's really similar because things finally clicked for Charlie and we're like, we knew he was that guy this whole time. Uh, but Kyle, I'm wondering like when you watch him throw is the stuff just, I mean, you look at it and you're blown away. Yeah, when he gets on it, I mean, it's again, it's the same thing. He has feel for feel for all of them, and um, you know, it's it's been funny actually. The last couple of pens I've thrown in at Truist, him and Ian are typically throwing right right after. Yeah. So I kind of watch both of them, but um, you know, even Ian, honestly, one of those guys, I, I give it to him all the time. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know how you're throwing that hard two days after throwing seven innings. Right. I'm like, I'm I'm. I'm pretty burnt on my bullpen day. I'm, I'm trying to feel what I want to feel and get out of there. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, you see some special stuff like that all the time. And, and I think we're, we're full of it right now. And, and you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And again, learning, learning to compete with who's just in your rotation. Um, you know, we did it for a lot of times competing to get to the big leagues. And now, you know, it's, it's a very real thing for me that, you know, I got to be sharp when I'm back because, you know, I got to earn I got to earn that spot again. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not just saying that to be, you know, to be humble, but it's been, it's been two years, two, two to three years since I've really done anything. And, you know, you look at our, where our rotation is right now and, and what these guys are doing. And, um, you know, when I'm back, I got to be back. You know, that's, yeah, that's, all right. that's what I got to be. So, um, seeing those guys is, is just pushing me a little harder every day. Um, you know, it's, it's gonna be all right. Speaking of another guy, that's just a, to me is a different animal. Spencer Strider, dude. What do you think of this guy's arm? 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, we knew it. I like Strider, he, he does a very good job uh, in, in many areas to be the best that he can be. You know, I think he's the start of a generation. I think you're going to start to see in baseball of kids that grew up with, you know, either coming through college, coming through high school with technology at their fingertips, yeah. able yeah. to use, use what they can for mechanical analysis. And he's another one. He, he went through Tommy John at a younger yep. age Three and had to, learn, had to learn a lot from it. And he did. Um, one big thing for him, obviously, and I, I don't even know if it's all that public I and mean, it probably is, but you know, he was having an issue processing, uh, you know, protein. Uh, and that's why he went vegan because he absolutely had to, and, and his body was breaking down. It was eating itself. Um, so little things like that. He does a great job with his nutrition. He works out. Um, he takes care of himself in, in many other ways. Uh, and he knows it, you know, I think that's the best part. And I think that's some stuff that I, I kind of got slack for was, you know, knowing how good you are. That's, that's fine. You know, it's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's a line in, in being okay with, yeah, knowing how good you are, but you don't have to tell anybody. And, and, and he doesn't, he lets his play talk. Um, but yeah. he's got, a, he's got a swagger on the mound that yeah. I love to see, you know, he's there to compete. Um, he's laying out on the line and, I'm sure there's going to be a time where, you know, he's going to have to make some adjustments and I don't see a reason why he won't. Um, he has in the past and, um, you know, right from day one, I, I think, you know, he, he knew he belonged. And that's, that's what we want. I think we're, we're in a day and age when, again, you're seeing, seeing guys like him come up that can put zeros up now. So why not, why not let him be him and, and go out and do that? Yeah, right. You know, I was one of those wondering which role he w- was best suited for right now. But the way Snit's using him, man, he's seems like he's impacting more games using him in these multiple high leverage stints than he would be as a starter every fifth day because he's pitched in like eleven games and now he's in this role, kind of like Hader was a few years ago, where Hader would go multiple innings, and Strider is getting some of the big outs in a game and not just for one yeah. inning. Yeah, last night, honestly. Honestly, one thing that I think he's surprised a lot of people with is is you know his in zone fastball command has been has been quite good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where a lot of people will look and, and objectively kind of say, oh well, you know he doesn't really have a third pitch, but yeah, when you're throwing 100 miles an hour and you you get a pretty good idea where it's going, at that's least tough. you know a good enough idea to not really make too many mistakes with it. Right. Um. Yeah, you're already at an advantage there, and especially if he's only got to worry about one lineup right now. So, um, yeah, he's he's going to be just fine. He's gonna he's going to continue to improve, and uh, you know, if they want to bring him back starting one day, I know that's something that he'd be interested yeah. in. You know, if they say we want to groom you to be a closer, I know he'd probably be yeah. interested. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to have those options, huh? Special person too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of deceiving the size because he's kind of sh- short compared to a lot of pitchers, but that gets put together, man. He's uh, like you said, he works at the nutrition and works out hard. Yeah. He's and a strong I, guy. I think, again, like I mentioned earlier, I think it's going to be kind of the start of a new, yeah, of a new wave where I think we're going to start to see some pretty physically elite people more often in this sport. You yeah. know, you're always going to have your freaks, you're always going to be guys like Chapman, Acuna guys that are just naturally just better. They're, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they're physically, they're hypermobile, they're fast twitch, they're strong, they're quick, they're everything. And, and, you know, they're, they're pretty well born that way, but I think you're going to see, see a lot more guys maximizing their genetic ability to do what they need to do. And, and that's going to come down to biomechanics. It's going to come down to pitching labs and, and <laughs> pitch grips. Um, yeah. you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a wide variety of things. And I think, I think baseball is going to be in a pretty good place when, when that starts to happen. Well, if Strider wanted to start and, and he worked on that change up in the off season, imagine if he could bring that pitch up, pitch up just a little bit more because the slider's good. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it's actually gotten better since he's been in the bearings. Yeah. I um, mean, you know, he threw a couple, he threw a couple last night where I was like, Ooh, you know, that's, that's some pretty good depth. And, you know, some people say, oh, it's 15 mile an hour slower, but I don't think they quite understand 85 mile an hour slider is still pretty firm. That's long. a good pitch. Right. Yeah. You know, so. And then, and then I, I can't, be, I can't believe how, I mean, I should by this point, but how hitter after hitter against some of the best hitters in the game, he throws that 100 mile an hour, 99 up here, and they just can't catch up to it. And they pretty much know it's coming. But I mean, so far, yeah. nobody's really hit him. When, when you have something elite, it's execution, you know? Yeah. Eric could tell you that more than more than I could. I mean, it's how many times did you know that the hitter also knew you were throwing, you know? Oh, the, yeah. It's yeah. the best feeling in the world, honestly, as a, as a pitcher, to have a pitch you know that they're looking for that you can get an out on, you know, especially being able to get an out early in the count. Um, I had a sinker for a few years that it was like a righty comes up and I'm in a fastball count. I'm like, please swing at this, you know, because I knew they were going to top it. Uh, and I, I see that with Strider where it's like, you know, he's got either some extension or spin or something to his, his fastball that it plays up at 99. You know, it's you see other guys throwing ninety eight and it's getting torched. He's got a special fastball that they're looking for and just can't get to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's at the point where, again, it's he keeps it in those good spots, those spots that are hard to get to, and yeah, he puts it in the back of their head too. A couple times against Schwarber last night, um, with those yeah. with those two breaking balls to lead off the at bat. Uh, even yeah. if you even if you want to guess fastball later in that count it's still just it's still there yeah can't sell out and And schwarber kills fastballs man but he could not he looked at him when he struck it out the one time he kind of looked at strider like what the hell is this man who is this guy (laughs) no no it's it's, that's an important thing and you can see it you can see it building his confidence every with every little pirouette on the mound (laughs) Yeah, yeah you like that that little flourish he has at the end yeah, I like right. that, man. I like him. Yeah, he kind of stalks the mound too. Not like Scherzer, but he stalks it a little bit. Got the mustache going. Got the whole look. Yeah, no, he's not afraid. You know, yeah. I know he's the type of personality too that you know one day he knows it's going to happen where somebody gets one and you know they hit they hit one four hundred and fifty feet and you got to come back and throw it again. Yeah, yeah. he's he's going to be just fine uh, handling that adversity as well. Oh man! So we're gonna uh, so we could see you in August, then. That's right, right? That's 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 not getting ahead of myself here. No, yeah, at end of July, August, I think is when we when we kind of had it planned out. It's really going to matter the next like two three weeks for the most part is is going to be the most important. Um, right. You know, it's just going to be a matter of 
when do we start that 30 day window on rehab assignment? Because you can build up in live BPs, you can build up in sim games, but as soon as you throw in a game that matters, it's, you know, you got to start that 30 day clock. And for me to build up innings, that's really only four or five outings um, or five or six, I guess. But I I think we're going to do a six day for the, for the first few, just, just because, you know, it's, it's, there's no point. Honestly, I think even we mapped it out once, once I'm back in there in the big leagues, I, I think it'll the way off days work. It'll be on six days more often than not, anyways. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what they've been doing a lot with their guys. So, yeah, it, it's it's going to be uh, we're going to be just fine. So um, day of the course over the next month, and uh, yeah, hopefully see you guys uh, see you back in the clubhouse here in uh, a couple months. Well, that's tremendous, man. I, I know that there's going to be a huge segment of the fan. All the fans are going to be, uh, it, it's going to be a moment. I'm not going to say if you get back, I'm going to say when, thank you. When you get back. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to be out there for them. Uh, they've been great to me always here. And, um, you know, it's a place that's become home to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a, it's been a road, but, um, again, there's lots of things to it, learn and, and it'll be worth it. Yeah, it's been a road, man. Wow. Cap cap tip to you, dude. So much respect yeah. for what you've been through. I couldn't do it. Yeah, there's uh, lots of good examples throughout the league, guys that go through tougher things than I do as well. And, uh, we all we all go through our issues, and uh, I just happen to have to do some now. So go through it now, and hopefully I'm 38 years old throwing 98 like Charlie Martin. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're going to have a fresh arm. Exactly. I got two years off my arm. That's right. All right. Hey, thanks so much to Mike Soroka for joining us today. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed hearing it from him for an extended talk, too. We really appreciate you sticking around this long for us. I know so many people have asked so many questions about you, and hopefully you answered just about all of them today. So that was awesome. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you having me. And uh, my dad listens to you guys quite a lot. So when you asked me, I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Glad yeah, on. thanks for coming on, Mike. Your dad did a great job, dude. Really did. Yeah. Raising you because you, you do it right. Thank Respect you. it. All Thank right. 755 is real. We are out. Mm-hmm.